So have you ever thought about buying a rental property for cash or perhaps buying four rental properties with a 75% LTV? How would you do it? Well, let's, ha let's hear from the lumberjack landlord and see what his thoughts are about buying properties for cash or perhaps getting four with four loans at 75 LTV. Don't forget to watch Lumberjack Landlord's playlist. It has hundreds of videos for you to consume. Thanks, take care. Mike, is it better to own one rental completely outright where you don't have any bank debt on it whatsoever? Mm -hmm. Or would it be better to own four rental buildings or four hmm. rental properties where you have a 75% loan to value? So I like, I like using real numbers whenever possible because otherwise sure. people can just talk about it. So let's just pretend, folks, you have $100,000 in cash. Pretend. Okay. And oh, by the way, every house in your market is 100 grand. Sure. Again, we're pretending. So in this example, what I think you're telling me is, Mike, do I go buy one house for a hundred grand, own it outright? Yes. No mortgage debt. So cash flows, great. Mm -hmm. Or should I go buy four houses, 25K each, we're ignoring transaction costs and all that nonsense sure. for this yep. and have four fixed rate loans, but cash flowing a lot less. I think that's, that's what you're asking me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Because you have mortgage debt. Yes. So now there's always the corner case uh, of individuals out there that are just so fearful of debt and all of that. But you're asking me my opinion? Yeah, my opinion yeah, without yeah. question is you want to own four with 75%, which I consider conservative leverage. Certainly if you're beginning your journey, if you're at the end of the journey and you've got enough and do whatever the hell you want. But most people watching this channel are at the growth stage. And Again, time in market is more important than timing the market. Recycling capital is the turbocharger of this business. That's right. And I promise you, the only reason I was able to grow from three to eight, I didn't have any more money, was because I was recycling capital. And uh, yeah, I would, I would get four all day long and, and twice on Sunday. So we will make Dave Ramsey roll over in his future grave with these concepts. That's okay. Right? But the other thing that I see too is, is people so laser focused, right? And sometimes like the fire movement and things like that, mm -hmm. trying to have zero debt. Yeah. Well, one of the stories in my book, right, is, is a Dave Ramsey fan. That's right. She called me and she was like, hey, I'm confused. I'm tied up in knots. Again, I put this storyboard together on purpose. And one of them is a Dave Ramsey fan. She was, a, as I recall, a young lady in her 20s. And they did, I mean, they did all kinds of things that were... Um, less than helpful. They got 20 year debt. They were negative cash flow because they were paying. I mean, it's just, I mean, there were, there were things in there that just, that actually hurt them, but they thought they were chasing Dave Ramsey. I was like, Oh my God, what are you doing to yourself? So yeah, I mean, conservative, right? Again, folks, I, Dave Ramsey perhaps did some of the most stupid and insane practices, which is why he went bankrupt. He had a portfolio of real estate that had that was worth, let's call it a million, or that was worth four million bucks. No, it was worth five. Uh, he had yeah. four million in debt. Yeah. He was a millionaire. He was a millionaire. He unfortunately chose 90-day debt on four million dollars. You can't do, you can't be that stupid.
<laughs> if you again, he had equity, but anytime you have to fire sell stuff, you're not getting no. real real margin. So it's like crypto millionaires. Yeah, I mean it's I wish he would talk about that more, but he doesn't because he's selling lots of books and he's sure. he's the he's the you know snowball and all of that. But I promise you, if you get 90 day debt, even in a rising market, you're gonna go bankrupt because you'll have one hiccup, one fart. One project won't run long. One general contractor screw you. One city not inspect. I mean, there's all kinds of things that make that picture blow up. And it happened. And it should have happened. Mm-hmm. If you go to the casino and you're playing the roulette wheel and you only pick the number eight, you are eventually going to go broke. I don't care if you hit eight three times in a row. Yep. You're not going to hit it. You're not going to hit eight 17 times. Nope. Or 21 times or whatever. It's just, that's Dave Ramsey is perhaps one of the worst real estate investors ever. And he deserved what he got. Absolutely agree with you hundred percent. And I think that one of the things that we're trying to really bring out for folks is, you know, there are a ton of people that Dave Ramsey helps, but they're oh, not without real, question, but they're not real estate investors. No, they're getting not, out of debt. No. The side, I mean, I think Dave Ramsey, I think 80 to 90% of what Dave Ramsey preaches is awesome fully support. He, he is helping million. He is helping millions of people every year. That's right. When he gets to the last 10% talking about real estate and, oh, by the way, pay it off. And yeah. this, that it is some of the most bad, just bad. Just yeah. bad. Again, the key is, is that if you want to live to retire at 65 or 67 years old and have decent money habits, that's a good path. Yeah. If you're looking yeah. to not work your butt off until you're 65 or 67 or what will probably be eventually 70 and you need to be doing something on the side and you're doing real estate investing, you do not, you should not buy a property and then spend the next 10 years paying it off. No, before you get the next one? Before no. you get, yeah. That is no. that is a hugely flawed strategy. And if that's the way that you can sleep at night, you should probably look at a different vehicle. Because real estate, do mutual funds or index funds. Real estate only truly works if you're leveraging debt. Conservative, fixed rate, cash flow. I mean, the other thing um, that Dave Ramsey talks about, and he's absolutely right. If you bet on appreciation, yes, you're you're stupid. Yep, right. It's it's just like Dave Ramsey getting ninety day debt. Eventually, you're going to get wrong. And, And again, in the Silicon Valley, where I live. The, the people that win the most bet on appreciation because shit the here doesn't cash flow. That's right. That's but right. eventually you hit a hiccup and you have a 90 day window where nothing sells and everybody's stocks worth less and everybody freaks out. And then your, your hard money debt just eats you alive and pretty soon you're bankrupt. That's right. Never bet on appreciation. If you're following one rental at a time, I never want, I don't even have appreciation in any of my spreadsheets. Mm-mm. Does it happen? Yes. Sure. Do I calculate it? Never. Not until that PFS comes around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like once a year when the freaking banks go, oh, it's time for your personal financial statement. I'm like, wow, I'm worth that. That's crazy. <laughs> How much money will you give me up to 70% LTV? Yeah. What's the number? <laughs> yeah. Let me see. What, what, I got to do. I mean, the last time I did that, I didn't even fill out all the assets. I'm like, this is enough. I'm freaking done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those personal financial statements are something that once you get kind of more than 10 buildings and you're doing a lot of commercial loans every year, the bank that you do a majority of your business with, they're going to want you to do a personal financial statement 
yep. where you're listing all of your properties, all of your assets, all of your cash flow, all of those things. That is a Herculean effort. Mm. Herculean. It is, I mean, Mike, that takes us probably, and we have this stuff in spreadsheets already. Yeah. Like it takes us probably still like 20 hours. Yeah, probably. And again, and the reason it takes us, or at least it takes me so long is I think it is a, I think my net worth statement is damn near irrelevant. Yeah. Who cares? I don't, I, I don't, I don't even care. Nope. Right. I don't, don't spend. Now, if you want to talk about my monthly cash flow, that let's have that conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But net worth. I mean, it's just such a bogus number. Yeah. I mean, and let me save you all from putting the question in there. He's not going to answer what his monthly income is. No, I'm not. <laughs> and it's more than I need. Yeah. Nor should he. Mind your own beeswax. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I replaced two six-figure incomes. I haven't worked a day in my life since I was 45 and I'm almost 50. So I'm doing okay. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? That's what anybody should aspire to do. Yeah. 45 years, six months, and 14 days. <laughs> I love that you know down to the day. <laughs> and if you're wondering what that is, 45 years, six months, and 14, 15 days is when Mike retired. Exactly. And so, so I will call it all good if I can just retire one day before. I, I and I want you to. And it's, Not, and it's uh, uh, Mike, it's coming in. It's coming in hard and fast. I like it. It's coming in. Like I have less than a year. Yes. Less than a year to make that decision. Dude, when you and I could do this rap all the time when you're done working for the oh, man, dear God. it's going to be good. <laughs> we'll be the first 24 seven, like CNN yeah. version yeah. of real estate, except it's always us. Exactly. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. It's awesome. So guys, again, what we really want you guys to learn from this is understanding that debt is your friend. Smart debt is your smart debt. Loan to value ratios are there to protect you, Mm -hmm. but don't feel nearly as protected as you think you are with just one property and having no debt on it. Put yourself in a position where you do have debt where you do have more incomes because I guarantee you this, you're going to be making a lot more money off of four properties. Yeah. I mean, let's just, let's just do the math, right? Let's just do do the math. So in our earlier example, you had a hundred grand, every house is a hundred grand, blah, 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 blah. So let's just assume, let's make this really easy. Uh, So let's assume you make a thousand bucks on the free and clear one. And let's say you make, uh, let's actually say you make less. Let's say you make 200 bucks on the four. So, You make $800 a month cash flow over here and you make a thousand bucks over here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause again, mortgage, debt, tax, insurance, sure. whatever. Um, you might look at that going, Oh wait, you know, I make, I make more over here. Well, maybe. You're paying First taxes one, on that too. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, potentially. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, all of that, but really where this comes in again, remember what we talked about timing time in the market is more important. That's right. That's right. Here's the deal. Appreciation does happen. And again, I just said, don't calculate it. So don't calculate. But when you go back to do a cash out refi or whatever, let's just assume you, we saw 10% appreciation. Yep. Just say. So if you had one, now you're worth 110. Yep. If you had 10% on the four, now you got 440. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So this just, this is, this is the beauty of real estate. This is why inflation is our friend. This is why 5% inflation helps real estate investors. Uh, and then what will happen as this goes on is you'll be able to recycle. Like in the future, in theory, it will get to a place where you could refi one and pay off two, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, or you could buy three or just, just, you want to have a bigger conservative foundation. Yep. Leverage um, is your friend. 
Yes. But it needs to be smart leverage. It needs to be properly leveraged. It needs to not create like you're talking about in your book, alligators, you know, yeah, no alligators. taking money out of pocket and you're like, Hey, look, I, but with all due respect, the fact of the matter is, is that you might've had an alligator, but you did something with that money to go buy another one. Yeah. Thank so goodness. Yeah. So, right. If you had just taken that out and just had an alligator, then you're just kicking money into the till every month and not getting anything for it except yeah. for paying down your 30 year mortgage or your 20. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was yeah. not good. That's why I did not, I didn't get into real estate that, you know, have to work five hours a month. So somebody else can live in a house. That was not my plan. <laughs> it's awesome. Mike, thanks so much for taking us through this because again, I think that this is something that I get asked a lot and it's people that have aggressively paying off their mortgage on one of the homes that they own. They already own it outright, or they think that, you know what, we're just going to be ultra conservative and buy a house with cash. All yeah, we're saying is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, on this topic, because I get it a lot. Yeah. If here's the deal, right? I have a I always have a statement that if you're if you're investing and it keeps you up at night, do something different. So if, for example, having mortgage debt freaks you out, yeah, and you can't sleep, <coughs> then by all means pay off your place. I think it's bad financial, it's gonna stunt your growth, but I never want you to lose sleep. That's right. 